Um, so, I didn't... Hello. Hi. Well, welcome to episode two of JDP, Joseph David Podcast. Oh, very nice, very nice. Or the JDP Podcast. Mm-hmm. funny to say. Because <laughs> I was like, most people, like, I, I wanted to do uh, developing minds. Because that mo- all of my guests would be around our age, we're still developing, but that was already the name of the podcast. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, uh, that's gone." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, took my first and middle name. I like it. I like it. Uh, they, uh, for those of you that don't know, this is my guest Molly. Hi, I'm Molly Danielli. That's her. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you were just talking about coloring. Just, yeah. <laughs> is there anything more than it's just, like, a good time? I mean, it's, like, I think it's a little helpful in the sense of, like, I mean, I want to do lighting, right? And a lot of lighting is color and how the colors work together and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that it helps with that I think it's just fun and calming and you know gets me into the mindset that I want to be in but you know you could say <laughs> that's awesome I've uh I haven't picked up anything new recently although I, I painted a new pulse yeah yeah painting that that's very fun it's, it's nice and then you have like something in the end you know what I yeah. mean yeah and, like, you could, like, show it off or make fun of it, depending on how bad it is. Or you could be like, I remember the exact moment when I made that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when I thought of it, and then I made it. Like, the snowman and the burning cross. <laughs> there was so much to unpack in that picture. <laughs> did he burn it? You is, don't know. Like, you don't know. You don't did know. he just stumble upon it? Is it even a cross? Who knows? Is it maybe even a snowman? The snowman? <sighs> but maybe not. What if it's not even burning? There's so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I've been battling these bug bites on my legs. Oh my god, me too. And I, I don't know what it is, but like all my friends say it too. Like, I get the most bug bites of like any of them. They just, they just love me. And... Oh, a- absolutely. I am in there. Like, you know when, like, you save something as a favorite? Like, when you order food from a place? I'm their number one. <laughs> they don't go a meal without me. Yeah, definitely. And it it's crazy, because, like, I think my bed is infested with, like, spiders or something. Oh, God. Because they're all under where my socks are. Because, like, how else would anything bite there it's terrifying because and i took a nap earlier with socks on to battle it but i was so dehydrated i felt horrible after it mm. well like are the you said spiders are the bites different than the mosquito bites because typically spider bites are i don't know <laughs> they might but like i guess they might be mosquito bites i don't really know they all itch to me 
so. Yeah, I mean, spider bites are itchy, too. The only, like, real spider bite that I remember getting was in when I was at camp, which, of course. But, um, <laughs> I was at camp, and I woke up, and my pinky was blown up, and I had, like, two little marks from where the spider bit me, and... I, it like didn't heal for like a couple of days. It was just yeah. like huge and it was itchy and like Almost like cold. It was weird Ooh. Camp 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 you like that. I really like that What you talked to me about it a little bit, but like I feel like I always learn it again <laughs> <laughs> like so like it's a it's a sleepaway camp, obviously. How yes. long is it, typically? Um, well, you can go four weeks or eight weeks. Mm -hmm. and or what, if it's your first year, you can go two weeks, but... And what, uh, what, what uh, shenanigans ensue? Oh, so many shenanigans. Well, like, if you want to talk about my experience with camp, you have to start with my mom went there. Oh. And all of her cousins went there. And then when they grew up and they had kids, like, me and all my cousins went there. Uh, so it's fun. like a big family thing, right? Um, and, yeah, I went every, almost every summer since I was 10 years old. Wow. Um, which is really an experience when you don't spend your summers at home. <laughs> and even before that, I went usually... Um, they have reunions every other year, and they're for like a long weekend, and I used to go with my mom to the reunions just for as long as I can remember. Wow. So, camp has really always been a part of my life. That's bonkers. Wow. Because like for me, uh, growing up, vacation was like a week. Like I was home, and when I was younger, I didn't even do sports or anything. Like I was just home. So, like, it's crazy to me when people go to, like, sleepaway camps for, like, that long. It's like, that, like, I can't even, like, imagine that. I always loved it, and I think it really did, like, help when I went away to college. Because there were kids that, like, that was their first time ever being away from home. Yeah. And I was like, this is nothing. I have, like, two months until I go home for Thanksgiving. Like, that's literally the amount of time that I would go to camp for. Like, and I wasn't allowed... To call my mom so I'm fine like I don't know I think it helped me in a lot of ways I think it helped me like develop who I am as a person and I think it helped me like grow as an independent person as well mm. um but yeah it, it's just always been a really big part of my life and it's like a very safe space so like. you can like learn who you are there and all that kind of stuff yeah uh and I don't know a lot, but I know you go by Happy there. I do. Is there, like, a personality switch between Molly and Happy? For a while, there definitely was. I think in recent years, I've tried to kind of remedy that by kind of merging those two personalities and trying to almost take the best parts of both, but more the truer parts of both. Mm. Um, my first summer, when I was 10 years old, there were four Mollies in my cabin, including me. Oh. So I said, screw that. <laughs> I'm just going to oh. go by another name. <laughs> Why'd you pick Happy? That's such an interesting name choice. Um, do you know Happy Rosenblum? I don't. Um, she is 
one year older than me, I believe. Um, and she, I thought she was super cool. And I really liked the name. And I was always happy. So I was like, Aww. I'm just going to go by happy now. And it stuck. It especially stuck because as I got older, I would just tell the younger campers that that was my real name. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it, and it, it, fit, it fits well with the part that I know of. I'm just like, yeah, that Molly would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Are there, are there like what what are like because like when I think of camping when I was little like I I'd imagine they're cabins not like tents like I've only done tent camping and it was not the best experience yeah but like how is like <laughs> cabin life just like well cabin life when you're living with 15 girls and you're all the same age and you're there for a whole summer um with them is really an interesting time but you learn to like really love those girls and like i don't know you learn about each other a lot which is always a fun thing um cabin as opposed to tent we would go tent camping um for three days every summer uh, and it was never great. <laughs> um, gotta say, wildly prefer, um, cabin camping. I even perform more than that, though, yurt camping, which is like... Wait, yurt? Yeah. Like Y-U-R-T, yurt? Uh, Y-U-R-T, yes, yurt. What does that mean? Um, it's a structure, <laughs> and it's round and has a top that's like conical like a cone, cone. Like, I, I'm not 100% sure if conical is a word like an upside down ice cream yes. cone but at the very top well it, at least in the yurts that we stayed with there was like a giant skylight so it was just like a window on top hmm. like a domed window so that we had lights <laughs> um, and there was an AC in ours, which was very nice because if there weren't, if there wasn't, then I'm sure I would have preferred cabin camping. Uh, um, but my Pio summer, which was the summer I was going into, oh god, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, eleventh grade, I think. Um, we uh, stayed in yurts that summer because that's like a special age group. Half mm. the summer you're at camp and half the summer you go on this crazy amazing trip to Israel and Poland. Oh, um, so that was part of camp. Well, it is if you reach a certain age and you're still like doing it. You have to apply, but oh. um, yeah, your Wait, camping so like was you, great. <laughs> like you went to other parts of the world? Yeah, um, with the camp that I go to when you're that age, and I really wish I remembered what age that was. I really think it was the summer. Like 2017? Well, it, okay, it wasn't last summer because. That was 2019. Okay, it wasn't right. the summer before. So if it's 2017? But it was the summer before that. So 2017. Okay. <laughs> um, so. 
Yeah, 2017, I went to Israel and Poland. Poland first, then Israel, with the camp. It's called the Pioneer Program, but it's Pio for short. Everybody calls it the Pios. Mm -hmm. um, and you spend the first half of the summer um, doing nonstop bonding activities with the other kids that you're there with. What does that include? Oh, God. There's the one that sticks out to me is the electric fence program, which was there was a rope tied across two trees and it was like high up. Like it was taller than me, which isn't saying much, but it was tall. So like four feet. First of all, <laughs> I'm five I, two. It's a good day. So, <laughs> I, I can't. It, it, it was pretty tall. And you had to get everyone over the rope, but everyone. Over? Yes, and you couldn't touch the rope, or else you had to, like, go back. Oh. Um, but everyone had different, like, uh, abilities, kind of. So, some people couldn't speak. Some people had, like, blindfolds on. Oh. Some people, um, oh god, I'm trying to think, like, what all the things were. There were a lot of them. A lot of, like, ways that you could be abled or not. Um... So, uh, some people, like, couldn't move. Like, you had to move them. Ah. So, uh, it was a really interesting time. And it took us so... It took us, like, the whole day to do. And I, the last kid over, like, was just trying to jump it at that point. How do you... If it's, like... How, like... It's, like, taller than any human? Um, not taller than any. It was probably, like... I guess six feet maybe six feet maybe five five maybe five six so like my height ish yeah it was really t it was tall so not my height <laughs> probably a bit more than probably that. a bit more okay but like maybe like harry's height so he's like six foot six one yeah okay so like but like how do you jump the I can you climb the tree no he was very athletic, the last kid that jumped it. Um, and it did take him a couple of tries. And we did almost break somebody's wrist in the process. I could like, I can't even, <laughs> like, imagine. Like, he took a, a very big running start. Um, and he didn't touch the rope They at all. may have lowered it at one point. Not that low, though. Like, I, I don't know. It was it was wildly impressive. Let's just put it that way. Like I, like I feel like that's not even something most athletes can do. He was a running back on his football team, I believe, which was wild at camp. Right? Nobody who can do sports goes to my Jewish camp. <laughs> so it was it was crazy. <laughs> that that's such a cool. And you did that like in Poland. No, I did that while we were still at camp. Oh. The first half of the summer is all, like, team-building exercises. It's leadership. Uh, well, leadership is mostly the next year, but it's a lot of team-building work. Um, so what, what was Poland and, you say, Israel? Yeah. What, what's that like? Well, Poland was a whirlwind because we were all incredibly jet-lagged because we went to Poland first. Mm. Um, we were all incredibly jet-lagged, and we met up with a we have a sister camp and we met up with the kids who were the same age from the sister camp 
and we like didn't know any of them so it was a little weird and like we had just spent a month all bonding and like we were mm. all super close and it, it was a little strange um and then we went to concentration camps which was horrifying um I for lack of a better imagine. word um and to our you know jet lagged brains we were all a little like in shock the whole time we were in Poland yeah that's (laughs) yeah um it was it was a very rough experience I would truly like to go back when I'm in a better mindset I think um like we went to some like tourist attractions as well in Poland Mm. but I think that like I wasn't able to fully take in what I was seeing um, at yeah. all the places in Poland um, that we went to. We went to Dachau and we went to Auschwitz and, you know, all these places where these atrocities took place. And, you know, it's crazy because, like, it was sunny. And I remember yeah. that. And I remember being like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, these absolute, like, horrendous events took place here. But, like, it's sunny. That's, that's, wow. And, like, I, like, I've only, like, I haven't even left the time zone. Yeah. So, like, I, my only experience is, like, video and pictures, and, like, it doesn't even seem real. Yeah. So, like, I can't imagine, like, being there when it's sunny, and just be like, this is, like, a thing. Yeah, it was, um. And it, and it's not even that long ago. It was, it's less than, like, a human being. They live to, like, 90 now. That's not even a human being again. Yeah, I mean, my grandpa fled and he came here. Like, it's, it's, it's really insane to, especially to go there and to see it. And, like, I mean, obviously not all of the structures are still standing, but, like, a lot of them are. And you're there and you're, like, people lived and died here. And not of their own accord. Um, And it is, like, a frightening experience to be standing where they stood, you know? (laughs) That that is so crazy. Because, like, in textbooks, it's, like, all black and white. Mm -hmm. So it seems like, oh, that's not real. Yeah, it was there and in color. (laughs) Um... I mean, like, the grass is green, you know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Um, Like, you you almost, like, would hope that, like, there's always clouds above it. Yeah. Like, lightning strikes (laughs) if you say the name of the camp you're at. Like, that, that's, like, what would make sense to me in my head, you know what I mean? Seeing it and it just being another day. Yeah, that... And I had gotten off a plane, like, 24 (laughs) hours before, and I was like, where am I? It was a really insane experience. <laughs> That's bonkers. And that that was just in Poland. That was just Poland, yeah. yeah. What was Israel like? Um, Israel was incredible. Am I saying it wrong? Because you're saying it differently I, than me. There's a lot of pronunciations. So, like, if I'm saying it different, like, am I being disrespectful? No. Because I know Terrell Owen wants you to say Terrell. And if you don't, he gets upset. Well, I think that's, like, a name, you know what I mean? I, I, mean, I Israel, know, but... Israel... 
Israel. Israel, like it's. Yeah, and we we've gone through me speaking Hebrew. Yeah, it's so. not my strong suit. <laughs> no. I definitely. But, but look, it's no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's a work in progress. <laughs> um, Israel was incredible. I loved it there. Um, obviously, I saw it through a very tourist like tourists' eyes. So I'm not trying to like. Can, like say that what the current Israeli government is doing is great or whatever <laughs> but just my visit there if I'm just talking about that I want to specify <laughs> um, was really incredible I mean the culture is really vibrant and it's different from town to town mm. and you know it's this little tiny country in the middle of you know all these countries that want to kill this country and um yet there's like lots of vibrant life and celebration and it's it's really great were there like any activities that you did like specifically there that like stand out to me i mean we did we went all over the country um we went akko stands out to me a lot because it's not a city that you hear of a lot like you hear Jerusalem and you hear Tel Aviv and you hear Spot but um Akko I thought was really interesting because um and I really hope I'm not getting this wrong but it is uh largely Muslim oh. and we stayed at a hostel and we were there for Shabbat um on a Friday night and we were you know doing our little camp Shabbat service on the roof of this hostel and the call to prayer started playing from a nearby mosque and while we were in the middle of a prayer and there were like a there were lots of parts of it that like were harmonizing Hmm. and i remember thinking like wow this is insane that we're in like the holy land of so many people and like we're both like you know saying our prayers and you know we're in harmony like that's yeah. really pretty that's you know it is very pretty <laughs> like so that stands out to me i mean there are so many things from that trip that stands out to me but and how long were you there um we were in israel for three weeks that's a lot of weeks yes um <laughs> it is <laughs> It definitely is, um, but it it felt like no time at all. You know, I didn't want to leave. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really great to be there. I don't know. You want more memories from there? I could pull I, them out. <laughs> do you have any like worthwhile ones, like life changing? Yeah, I had one really like actual life changing experience Do when so. I was in Israel. Um, we went to the Jerusalem Pride Parade, Ooh, and I like? had earlier that summer. So every summer that I was at camp, I started dating Julia in the eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So that's early on in my camp career, and I didn't want anyone to know because mm. I was living in a bunk of girls Mm. and I was like I don't want them to get freaked out by this so I you know wrote every summer to my boyfriend James or my boyfriend Jack or whatever his name or whatever her name was that summer um and 
I, that summer I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I really like trusted the group of people that I was with. Um, and eventually I came out to them while we were still at camp. Um, so, and they were all very supportive of me. It was really nice. It was awesome. very great experience. Um, very like thankful to have that experience. And then we went to Israel and my religion and my like who I was were always two very separate things. Um, I just didn't really think that they could coexist. I was like, you know, I have this side of me and I have this side of me and like, that's fine. Um, and then I found, we were in Jerusalem one day and our tour guide was like, guys, just so you know, there might be like extra guards around today because the Jerusalem Pride Parade is going on. And like, you know, that's a big deal because Jerusalem is the holiest of the holy cities, you know? So like, you know, there are going to be some people who are not so happy and there are also going to be a lot of like people in the parade. So, um, you know, I heard this and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool that there's a pride parade (laughs) in Jerusalem. And all my friends were like, let's go to the pride parade. And I was like, we can't go to the pride parade. That's not on our itinerary. <laughs> like, and the thing was, like, you know, we, this is a camp trip. There is a very strict itinerary. Yeah. Um, and something got canceled. Or maybe they just were like, you know what, screw it. <laughs> and we went to, and the whole day I was like, wouldn't it be so cool? And my friends were like, we're gonna make it happen. And I was like, no, you're not. Stop saying that. Um, and I don't know how, but they made it happen. And we went to the Jerusalem Pride Parade. And it was kind of a affirming moment that I could be all these different things, uh, like all in one person, you know, because I could be someone who is you know queer and i could be someone who's jewish and both of those things could live in me you know that that's beautiful like i (laughs) want to cry like that like that's just so heartwarming it was a really nice experience and then that that night like another camper on our trip came out and then like the next day another camper on our trip came out and i don't know it was very affirming for me to be like personally because they both came up to me and said, like, I don't think I would have had the courage to do this if you hadn't done it first. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I I, like want to cry talking about it right now. Um, So I don't know, it just, that experience has always meant a lot to me. And whenever I look back at pictures of it, I'm always like, ugh. That's like so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God. Cause like, most people like because like for whatever reason uh like sexuality is a very like liberal idea for whatever reason and it's not discussed in like most religions because like they didn't know at the time i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't there (laughs) so like like just like putting the two together like isn't thing but like that is just like wow and I was oh god at one point I was probably vice president of CTN and um which for those of you who don't know is a Jewish youth group um and I quit because I said I 
don't think that I can be in this group and also like be the person that I am Mm. um and you know it was just very nice to see that those two things could coexist yeah (laughs) that so like are you like set with Judaism yeah I'm really proud of being Jewish I um I mean I don't want to get no, you know what? Let me let me start this sentence over. <laughs> I'm very proud of being Jewish. It's an ethno religion, so it's not just a religion, it's also an ethnicity, and mm. I'm very proud of who I am. Um as you should. And you know, that like comes with a lot of tradition and a lot of other things tackled on top of it, but you know, I embrace it as it comes, and I am proud to be a Jew, and I think that if I hadn't gone to Israel with that youth group, I don't know if I could say that as clearly as I can today. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Because, <laughs> like, you. <laughs> I, I at least haven't, like, I, I'm in egg agnostic (laughs) so like I don't necessarily not believe in anything I also like I have to like do the work if I want to do a religion you know like you know participate in things and I haven't found the one for me well that's another thing about uh Judaism that I really appreciate is that more than a religion it's a culture so like I'm yeah. I also would say I'm agnostic. I'm not sure if I believe in God or not. I don't yeah, need to believe in God to be Jewish. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is really great. I mean, my father complete does not believe in God. <laughs> will freely espouse that to whoever wants to hear it. Um but he's Jewish and he's proud of being Jewish. Mm. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of a unique take yeah because like because like you said it's not just a religion because mm-hmm. like most religions are just religion <laughs> so huh i never really thought of it like that yeah because like like catholicism like you could just kind of like flip a switch and boom you're catholic <laughs> so but like judaism like you're a jew like that huh Yes. I, I've never, like, processed <laughs> it like that. Because, like, I don't know. I just, I believe in being a good person, so. Absolutely. And if there is an afterlife of some sort, I'm hoping I could just bank off my goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, it's probably in the Bible, because most of God's spell comes from the Bible, but, like, there's a part <laughs> in God's spell where... Jesus is like, there are prostitutes and tax collectors getting into heaven, but because you're doing whatever he's talking about at the time, you're not. So I'm like, I could be a tax collector prostitute. Hell yeah. Let's go. Follow your dreams. (laughs) Me and Harry talked a lot about the afterlife. Oh. Do Do you have any takes? Um, No. If I'm going to be honest, I don't think about it all that often. I think that 
I have a hard enough time li living in the present, mm. and I try and focus on that. I think that, you know, I try and do the right thing, but I don't really try and do the right thing for, like, any, uh, you know, like end goal. selfish motive. I don't, I don't want to sound, you know, holier than thou or anything like that. This is just, like, my personal take. Um, you know, I try and do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I honestly don't think about the afterlife all that often because I think it would stress me out too much. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> is there, like, a, a thing for, like, Judaism? Because I don't know. There is no hell in Judaism. It's just heaven? Well, or is it... there's, like... It depends who you ask, also. Mm. Um, is there, like, There's, just, like, like a layers, kind of, and you can, like, oh. you work your way up. Like, you don't just start in heaven unless you're, like, a really good person, um, but, like, you work your way up. Also, like, there isn't, again, it depends who you ask, but there isn't really a devil in Judaism, except for in one story when there is very obviously the devil, so <laughs> it, um, it's a little difficult to pin down. I think that's why... Well, I mean, because, like, who can know, you know? Yeah, but I also think that's why, like, Judaism doesn't put a huge emphasis on it because everyone's like well i'm not sure but <laughs> do the right thing and you'll go there i guess because like I, cause that that's what i don't i don't want to sound like a christianity hater but that's <laughs> what bothers me about christianity is the fear tactic of hell because like it's like you don't want to go there it's like there because like or, like, stuff in the Bible where God's like, don't do this. It's like, you probably shouldn't do that to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like, don't murder. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like, yeah, Judaism sounds cool. I like it. Treat every day like it's Shabbat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang back, too. Man, I feel, I feel enlightened. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, I'm like, I I love telling that story because I don't know. I feel like it's a feel good story. That's an amazing story. <laughs> like, I I'm not huge on TED talks, but like you should just like <laughs> get one of those mics that connect to your ear, get on a stage, have props. <laughs> like this was the outfit I was wearing. But I like, have it. I have the. Uh, I might not have the shorts anymore. Mm. But I, I do have the shirt for sure. <laughs> and like, and I throw, throw up pictures. Ugh. Later, somebody was like, did you feel weird because, like, you were the token gay person mm. in that? And, and well, I was at like, that moment, because later on, the other two came out. Yeah, yeah, at that moment. And I was like, because everyone, you know, was taking pictures with me and, like, whatever. Mm. And I was like, honestly, no. I was just so happy to be there. And I was so happy to, like, have all my friends around me and everything. Um, later, I was, like, looking back, and I was like, huh, you know, I kind of was, but I don't really care. Like, if that makes people happy, then, you know, it made me happy, so. <laughs> was it any different than, like, a normal Pride Parade, or was it? I've only ever been to one other Pride Parade, and it was at, I want to say Long Beach. And were they similar in any way? Well, I mean, 
they're similar in the fact that they were both pride, <laughs> pride parades. parades. But. Um, they were similar in some respects. I wasn't in the one at Long Beach, and I was in the one at in Jerusalem. Anyone could be in the one in Jerusalem. You mm. just like walk down the street, um, which I imagine is how it is also in like uh, New York City. Which it I was is. so disappointed that they canceled this year. I mean, obviously they yes. had to, given the you know pandemic and all that but i so wanted to go this year um but yeah i mean the one in long beach was definitely different it's a much smaller one it's it's very nice don't get me wrong i enjoyed being there immensely um it was a little different i mean there were as i remember it at the very least less protesters though there weren't very many at the jerusalem one either mm. or i think that my friends were kind of steering me away from them <laughs> like i think they saw them and they were like let's get her away from there <laughs> but um yeah i i think both i mean it's the same elements you know what i mean it's yeah. just wanting to love who you want to love so I, it's crazy <laughs> that like people like that's not just like a thing you know? i agree <laughs> like that's so bonkers like even like i went a majority of my life without knowing anyone who was openly like bisexual or gay or anything because mm-hmm. what i i didn't until it was probably like 12 and if i did i didn't know and it shouldn't matter anyway but like even before, like, I knew anyone directly, I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, why should you care? Yeah, I grew up, I mean, I have two uncles, Bill and Bill, <laughs> and they're married. <laughs> That's awesome. We call them Uncle Bills, like, my uncle's Bill. <laughs> um, so, and, like, I know, I don't know, like, I always grew up with that, but, like, I never... It was never, like, a thing, you know what I mean? Like, no one ever mentioned it or anything. Like, uh, I knew they were gay, but I didn't, like, know. You know what I mean? Like, as a child, they're just like, those are my uncles. Like, Mm. Yeah, that, that's, like, just having two uncles, like, that wasn't, like, if... Not really. I mean, we're we're close with them because I'm close with a huge amount of my extended family. That's kind of a Jewish thing, but, um... um, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I don't see them all the time. They currently live in Washington, D.C. And before that, they lived in, I want to say, Vermont. Hmm. Or, I want to say Vermont. I hope I don't get that wrong. Um, Well, I mean, they'll be listening. Yeah, I mean, if they listen, I'm really (laughs) sorry. Um, And, like, I knew them, obviously. Like, I had grown up seeing them every now and then. It was never, like, in the forefront of my mind. I don't know. It was never, like, a thing. Yeah. Man. I, it's crazy. Because, like, I, I feel like the more time goes on, the more... The more gaze I collect. <laughs> uh... But I like, feel that way too, but I felt that way when like kids would come up to me in high school and be like, "I think I'm gay," and I'd be like, "It's okay, honey." Because <laughs> uh, and is it, 
it's just like it's very fascinating like because like once like i started talking to you as like a person and not just like someone in the same second period class <laughs> like whenever like i heard like pu- like anyone like just make comments that were very clearly like not a joke mm-hmm. i was like it's like I know like one who's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and like my brother is too so mm-hmm. like like I just feel disgusting when like cause like why like you know nothing about them <laughs> like if they're a garbage person then act like they're a garbage person but that's not based on their sexuality I, yes exactly yeah. like I, there, there's plenty of gay people who probably suck. <laughs> I don't know any personally, but, like, I'd imagine there's a lot. I mean, yeah, and there are a lot of straight people who suck. Oh, too. there's like, a... Hot, so, it's just... So many. It's not, like... I think that that's... I mean, I think that when people don't know people, they base it on stereotypes, right? And mm-hmm. the stereotypes are what you see in the media, and they're what you see, you know, all over the place. So, it's just a... It's like breaking down the stereotypes, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't think that, like, if you act like a stereotypical gay, like, that's a bad thing, you know? Like, that's who you are, and you should be proud of that. And, like, when I, you know, was going through school, I mean, I I was out for a really long time at school. So one of the things that, like, I always try to do is just, like, be myself. And then people would see, like, oh, people who are gay are not that different than you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it wasn't... I mean, I don't want to say that, like, that was my goal every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you, I'm a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, that's definitely something that's on, like, every not straight kid's mind. You know what I mean? Like, to be a good representation yeah oh yeah i feel the same way about being a straight white man oh i'm sure you do that's a lot of pressure well no (laughs) well because like we deservingly have a bad rap right now and like it's it's very deserved like you know haven't been great for a long time (laughs) so like i i do my best to just like be a good person (laughs) and just Cause like I mean, obvious. It's not like it's an oppressed group I'm in, <laughs> but like it's a bad rap as of the moment. It, yeah, it is. And you know, like, so you're I'm, trying to be the good straight white man. Yes, I, I'm. I'm trying it. to out straight white man the straight white man. You know what? That's a noble goal. <laughs> and. Hmm. <laughs> uh, for those of you that didn't hear, a branch cracked and got both of us curious. I'm sure it's just like a squirrel. Yeah. And like, I'd have, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not fully straight, nor do I think anyone who is, like, straight. Because, like, it's, it's very wobbly. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. So, it's like. I, I mean, just be a good person. It doesn't matter, like, what you are. 
in any form, just be a good person. I agree. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to, right? Just be a good person. Because, like, that... And and that's another thing that fascinates me about, like, Christianity. Not to bash it, although I am bashing it. <laughs> is, pe- like... Like, God is supposed to love everyone. So don't you want to be like him? Like, why, why make a baseless assumption on someone? I think that... Um, and, like, hate. There are a lot of good Christians. Oh, I'm sure. And there are a lot of, like, just good people. You know what I mean? And I like to work on the basis of anyone that I begin interacting with is, you know, a good person. Um, I think that, you know, religion is a really complicated thing. And it always has been a very complicated thing. And... I think that over time it gets skewed in the way that people look at it. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before, but you go back and look at, like, the actual Hebrew that was written, and you see that the words, the original text that says, like, you know, man shall not sleep with man is more like, don't be a pedophile. Yeah. So... It's a mistranslation from boy to man. Yeah. So, I mean... It's just the way that things get skewed over time. I mean, it's a big game of telephone through the ages. So it's easy to get caught up in that, especially if that's what you base your life off of. You know what I mean? And it's so easy for us to point fingers and judge. And I'm not saying there aren't bad people out there. There are. But I think that a lot of the time people just got caught up in what they use as their morals and their values and instead of looking out into the world and saying you know this is what actually makes someone a good person they say look at you know this text that has been you know continually rewritten over the ages to reflect what some person wants it to reflect um and obviously like that has a lot of connotations that go along with it, but I think that religion in any sense, any religion, um, has a lot of ways that it can be interpreted, and there are people that interpret it for the better, and there are people that interpret it for the worse. It's very well put. <laughs> this is a thing that I have given quite a bit of thought to. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, like, much like there are good gay people, good bad, uh, or bad gay people, good straight people, <laughs> bad straight people, like, the the same goes for literally any group. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you can't, I mean, that's why you can't base the actions of, you know, a, like, one person, you, you can't judge a whole group of people yeah. based on that. I think, I, th- I think why people do that is it's easy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you don't have to think about it. Absolutely. And it's easy to, you know, make, like, make it group politics, you know, and say, mm. well, this whole group feels that way. Yes. That's not true. 
like the things on this table I didn't know there's a leaf on this plant thing cause like I, I've been lo- it's in my eyesight this entire time but like I'm not processing it cause like that's just unnecessary knowledge cause I don't care about what's on the table right now other than my drink and my phone okay you know uh huh so, like, my assumptions, there's other things on the table. I don't know what, but, like... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like, kind of see what you're saying. Because, like, if you walked around the world and, like, you processed everything you saw, you'd go insane. Well, that's why, I mean, personally, I think that that's one of the reasons why there's such high rates of anxiety and depression right now is because we're not built, our brains aren't built to process all the information that we are processing every day. I mean, you pick up your phone, you get all these different notifications from all these different news sources from all over the world. You know what I mean? And you're hearing, and I mean, they don't report the good news, right? They don't say, oh, Timmy won his first baseball game today. (laughs) Like, um, you hear the bad stuff and getting that constant, you know, hum of information straight to your phone which at this point is basically another limb for a lot of people um you know can really create some high anxiety some high stress situations yeah because especially in the u.s where news is privately owned because you need so that motivates them to just get a like a good story not even the truth just get people to watch and keep watching. I mean, that's why, like, journalism is so important, especially today, is because you want the facts. Um, I know what I do, at least. And, like... <laughs> the right doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that, you know, it's important to not sugarcoat it. I want the facts, and if I'm wrong, I want to know <coughs> I'm wrong so that I can change my ways, which just for everyone listening changing your ideas because you have new information it's not a bad thing it's actually the right thing and it doesn't make you a hypocrite no it doesn't it means because like you heard a new and you can still hear new information and like hold a belief but like if it's like detrimental information like you like say you 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 leave your dog home right and you're gone all day and you come back and everything in the house is broken and you're like dog but then you look at the video that you have in your house cuz everyone has video in their house in every room and you <laughs> see that 20,000 people came in and bashed <laughs> all your things you're not going to still be mad at the dog I'm a big fan of your examples, I gotta say. Because, like, that... It's so... Like, that's so obvious on why you should change the way you think if you hear new information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... That's... Important. In in the acquisition of knowledge. And... I, I mean, as the daughter of an educator, I think that acquisition of knowledge is extremely important um so well as the son of two educators (laughs) i agree (laughs) (laughs) wow 
Like, this, this is such a nice conversation. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> what What do you think of the conversation? I, I have enjoyed a lot. I feel like I'm doing a lot of storytelling, and, like, I don't know if that's what you wanted or... <laughs> I, well, it, it's an informal uh, interview, so I'm very happy that you've been able to... Spe- like, I just... Ugh, I feel better. Good, I'm glad. Because uh, I did this... Uh, Yesterday, um, I, I learned this from Midnight Gospel, who I'm stealing this podcast format from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget what episode, but like they were talking about. Have you finished it? I have not. Uh, it's okay. You can it, it's it. it's not even like a plot. It's sort of a plot point. Sorry if this bothers anyone. Spoiler is, alert. Yeah, but like not really. But it's a form of meditation where you feel the inside of your hand and like you just focus on it and like you feel the inside of your hand and then like you work your fingers and then you work your arms and then your body and then uh and I wasn't able to do it when I first watched uh the show and then like I tried it again a couple of hours after I finished all the episodes and I, I couldn't do it but yesterday while I was high I was like now is the time <laughs> And I started doing it, and I I got my hand, and I got my fingers, and then it went into my whole right arm, because I'm a righty, so I was like, oh, obviously right arm. And and then it just, like, it happened in my whole left arm and hand and fingers. And then, like, it started happening in my head and, like, my body, and then, like, it just, like, bursted out, and I just, like, I was enlightened. Mm -hmm. I don't know with what, but, like, I was just, like... Some something was lifted. Yeah. Like something happened, and I don't know what it was, but it made me feel really good. Good. And that's the way this is making me feel. Aw, that's so nice. I'm so glad that I can bring you that <laughs> type of, I don't know, peace or whatever. I guess it is peace. Because, like, I guess, I mean, you could watch the show to figure out the meaning of it. But what I got from it, like, it's just, like, being present. Mm-hmm. It's, it is another form of meditation. And just, like, like, I had to close my eyes. Like, I had to, like, position my arms in a way where I could do it. And then it happened. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, they say meditation is really, really helpful to people. A lot of people have been telling me that I should meditate recently. <laughs> well, what I find interesting about meditation is, like, it doesn't need to be like crisscross on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, middle finger and thumb connected. Like, for me, uh, like I get a sense of meditation playing some video games. Because, like, that's all I'm focused on. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm focused on. Nothing else matters right now. This is what I'm doing. So, like, you were talking about your drawing. Or your coloring. My coloring. Like, if you're just like, this is what I'm doing, this is what's happening, that's a form of meditation. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think that the type of mindset that I'm looking for when I'm coloring <laughs> um, is a little different. I, I'm always listening to, like, an audiobook or something when I'm coloring, and... Um, 
I don't know. I'm not necessarily looking for peace when I'm coloring. I think that a lot of the time I'm just looking for um, something to reel me in. I get very overwhelmed a lot and I, I'm a very anxious person and I think that that can get the best of me often. Um, and so sometimes when I'm feeling that way, I say, okay, I'm just going to color for a little bit and that will help bring me back to where I am right now. And I mean, I guess you could make the argument that that is meditation. I, I was going <laughs> to bring up that like, you don't like it, it doesn't need to just be finding peace. It just, it's like giving one thing, all of your energy. Mm-hmm. And, like I, I listen to music. Oh, like I'm when I'm home my earbuds are in the entire time mm-hmm. I'm either most of the time listening to Ben Folds admittedly uh, or like watching YouTube or Netflix or whatever mm-hmm. or podcasts and like well, I hope so <laughs> I've never watched a podcast what? you've watched That's a, a podcast you've watched yes uh, I don't listen to well I mean I watch and it's both senses alright alright but like I I've been trying to like I mean I've I've actually I hate to bring up midnight gospel again but I've been watching the uh Duncan oh I can't think of his last name uh but the voice of Clancy in Midnight Gospel. I believe you. Continue. I, I've been... Uh, I, I started listening to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's no visual for that. But, like, most podcasts I watch or listen to, I watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a camera and it's visual. I don't even know if there's a visual version of that podcast. But... What was my point? I I'm watch not sure. Something about meditation... Yeah, meditation. It's nice. Yeah, meditation. (laughs) (laughs) I remember in, like, either early high school or in middle school, like, I tried, like, just, like, meditating, meditating, and, like, it didn't work for me. Like, just, like, focus on your breathing. Like, I don't don't know. It didn't do anything. I think that, um, you you have to be in a place for that. You know what I Like, yeah. to be in a certain... Yeah, because, like, I would just... I would just be like, oh, I could meditate right now, and then just, like, sit down. Yeah. I, uh, whenever... I went to yoga for a while. Like, I would do yoga for a while. Um, and, like, that was great when, at the end, you'd sit down and you'd, like, you know, focus on, you know, you'd start in your toes and you'd go up through the body or, you know, however you choose to do it. Um... And I really loved that. Um, but I think that, you know, meditation is what you make of it. And I think it is, it is a very important thing, and I should probably do it more often, um, or at least attempt to. Um, and I think that in this busy world that we live in, it's important to, like, bring it all into yourself every now and then. It definitely is what you make of it. Because, like, you could be stubborn and be like, this isn't working, and it won't work. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you go into something thinking you're going to enjoy it, 
you will more likely enjoy it. Absolutely. Because, like, I, I feel that way about food. Because, like, for the beginning of part of my life, <laughs> I put ketchup on, like, everything. And when I say everything, I mean, like, pasta, carrots. For those of you who can't see, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> you did it, though. Yes, I did. Did you? I didn't. <laughs> I guess I wasn't watching. <laughs> Thank you for... For those of you who can't see, Joe Stimmel included. <laughs> uh, but, and the, the pasta example, like, like, just tomato sauce always, like, looked good to me, but I had it... Everyone was like, why don't you have this instead of what you have? But I was, as a little kid, I was like, no, I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, but, like, since then, like, whenever there's, like, a new food to try, I'm always, like, you know what, like, I'm, like, it looks good, it smells pretty good, I'm probably gonna like it. Like, there are few things that I think smell good that I don't like the taste of. Uh, example, orange juice and oranges in general. Like, like I think that... No. I don't know. Yeah. That's fascinating. I think it's, like, I think it smells really good, but, like, in my mouth, I just... Like, I think pie. Any pie? Well, that's... I've I've gotten that response whenever I say I don't like pie. I've only tried, like, two pies. Okay, what pies? Uh, it's my mom's apple pie, and before you question my mom's ability, everyone in my family who likes pie enjoys my mom's apple pie. I'm gonna tell you a story about that after, but keep going. Uh, uh, but... And then I forget what other pie I've had. But, like, I just don't like the feel... Pie, I don't like the feel in my mouth. First of all, you should try crumb. Like an apple crumb or something like that. I think I've had an apple crumb. Because I like the taste. Uh-huh. And I think I enjoyed an apple crumb. Apple crumbs are good. Because it was, it was really just the feeling in my mouth mm-hmm. that I hated. That's interesting. I wonder if, like... I don't know if you would enjoy it if it was, like, flakier or less flaky or something along those lines. There is a place, and I'm going to absolutely shout them out right now because it's not like they're ever gonna hear it because they're a stork what but uh they're gonna sponsor me um the elegant farmer it is a little place in wisconsin that is where my camp is it's right down the road um the elegant farmer makes an apple pie and it has beaten bobby flay oh and, like, you know on that show that Bobby Flay had slash has, I don't know if it's still on, where he would, like, travel around the country and challenge yeah, places yeah, to... Yeah, 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 yeah. they won in the apple pie baking contest. And, um... Their apple pie is the best apple pie I've ever had in my life, and I eat quite a bit of apple pie. Mm-hmm. Um... So, absolutely delicious. If you ever get the chance and you're in <laughs> rural Wisconsin, <laughs> you should hit them up. Just driving down the road. It, is, that, is that the place that beat Bobby Flay? <laughs> right down Highway J, and you're like, wow, the elegant farmer. It's a big yellow barn with a smile on the side. <laughs> Great is it, stuff. Is it like just like a stick smiley face or is it like i mean yeah but it's like i mean it's big and it's like professional (laughs) cooking could be meditation sure i recently cooked though and it's it always stresses me out i I take that back baking baking 
can be meditation. I think for some people, cooking can be meditational. I th- I think like high like you have to be good at it, because yeah. like as some I I bake and cook very infrequently, and cooking is stressful because like that like everything's like boop 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 boop, and like if you mess one thing up, it's like well why did I even make this food? Uh, but like baking, you know, like you put things together, you leave it in the oven for a while, you know, like that's like ah. Uh, yeah, I think that I um I think that baking at a higher level is extremely difficult. You ever tried to make macarons? I don't really know how to I, I don't, I pronounce it. I you know, like the French ones, like the macarons? pretty patties. Yeah, but macarons are the ones with coconut. Like specifically coconut? Like you know those coconut and they have like dark chocolate on the bottom? There's a difference between a macaroon and a macaron, I think. I, I've never had either. Okay. So I can't say. I'm telling you, baking those things is the most difficult thing I have ever attempted in the kitchen, and it <laughs> I epically you were going to say in life. <laughs> it epically fails. Um, and I think that, like, baking at a higher level is extremely difficult. Well, But if you're, I like, suppose. making Nestle's cookies... Yeah, I guess it's the things I'm baking. It's, like, I, I make brownie mix, I make cookie mix. Yeah, yeah. I put brownie down, cookie down, I bake. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Wait, no. Other way around. Cookie <laughs> down, brownie down. Uh, yes. I... I, yeah, I suppose it's subjective. Because, like, I guess... Do you think there's someone like, Ah, I can't wait to cook pasta. I mean, I like pasta. I know, but, like... <laughs> like, it's pretty... It's very easy to make pasta. I mean, like, pasta you, out of the box, sure. Yeah. But there are people who make I, pasta from I'm scratch. talking about a white suburban family cooking. I just think that... A not Italian. Anything that you do, almost any, uh, maybe anything that you do, you can do it at the most basic level or you can do it at the hardest level. Yes. And And, hmm. cooking and baking are included in those things. And yeah, you could absolutely make cookies and follow the instructions on the back of the chocolate chip package, which is exactly what I do, um, with a little something different but irrelevant butterscotch (laughs) um oh that's really good anyway um or you can you know be a professional pastry chef yeah yeah i i suppose when i said i I made those claims (laughs) those false allegations uh i i said it i said it from my perspective was me lisping (laughs) Mm -mm. for those of you that can't see molly just I think there was an ant in it. Oh. <laughs> oh that's... I may have just swallowed an ant. <laughs> that, man, I'm going to continue <laughs> with what I was talking about. Yeah, I, su- I suppose, like, speaking from, like, I was very, when I said those things, I was, like, so confident in what I was saying. <laughs> but, like, from other people's perspective like maybe baking cookies isn't easy for them so from my perspective 
baking can be very meditative, but cooking is very stressful. Especially because, like, there's lots of hot things in cooking, for the most part. And, like, burning things is not fun. I recently made my family beef enchiladas. Ooh. And I, I made the enchilada, like, the red enchilada sauce myself. Is it not was what? it good? Was it good? It was good. It turned out good, but I was so stressed the whole time making it because I was like, I'm gonna mess this up, and I think I did a little, but it's fine. <laughs> it turned out good. Yeah. yeah. So, so, different walks of life. Definitely. Different perspective. Hmm. <laughs> Man, I love not talking. <laughs> On a podcast. Uh, I wrote, I have this list of things to talk about. And I just kind of, like, put it together. Mm-hmm. With, like, I was just like, what? I spelled philosophies wrong. I'm not going to tell you how I spelt it. But uh, I definitely spelled it wrong. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh... I mean, we covered a, a wide I know, array of we, stuff, and like, it is, I don't know what time we started, but it is 7.30 now, so you do have an hour's worth of, uh... I do. That's so, cr- that felt like nothing. Yeah. And I, wow. I mean, when do you have to go? Um, depending on the answer to this text, maybe now. Mm. Um... <laughs> so, wow so much like jeez man I like I butchered philosophies what do you mean like the spelling of it I'm not oh, gonna tell I you I can't to... spell for the life of me so please don't feel bad okay I won't it's the name of a Ben Folds 5 song and I I'm all I look I see it a lot I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how to spell that, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a terrible speller. I can't spell for the life of me. And that's why you're an English major, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, that, this is very interesting to me. Uh, what? Like, destiny and fate. Like, destiny and fate? What are my cause, opinions? Because, like, for me, like, I feel like there are things, like quote-unquote set in stone you know mm-hmm. like but i i feel like if i change my actions at least i can control like my destiny or my fate is that a thing you've thought about at all um i don't i don't really think that there's a destiny maybe maybe fate in a sense that like I don't really think that there was, like, a, a destination, you know what mm. I mean? Like, that there's a, there's an end goal or something that the universe has set for you. Um, maybe fate as in, like, things are meant to happen the way that they happen, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I think that you get to kind of decide that for yourself, though. Like, you mm. get to... You can change that. You can 
make that how you want to make that. That doesn't have to be uh, an end to any story. Um, I think that the idea that the universe has set out a specific, you know, pathway for you is really comforting to some people mm. and great for them, you know. Um, I just don't really think that way. Mm. For me, I get it is comforting in a way, but it's comforting because I know I can change it. I hope my dog... <laughs> Jesus. Right at the end. Because, <laughs> uh, jeez. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I control that. So, like, I guess, like, I would say I think the same way that someone who doesn't believe in fate thinks. But I believe in it in a way where, like, I have the power in it. Like, mm -hmm. I control the fate. Like, the universe sets things up for me, and, like, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Like, the book's written for me already, but, like, I'm going to page 23 because I made this decision. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that for sure. Because, like, with no God, maybe? Yeah, yeah, big, I, big mood. It's, like, because, like... I feel like it's everything is so big that like it would be weird if there wasn't something but like it also makes sense if there is yeah i spent a lot of time studying you know like astronomy and astrophysics and that kind of stuff and you know that was always that's always like a big question when you're studying that stuff it's like well is there a pattern to any of this and if so like who decides that pattern? Mm. Um, I think you get to decide that pattern if, if you want to, and you don't have to if you don't. Yeah. Because, like, what bothers me about astrology is people... The way I... I don't use it very frequently, but what I do when I do use it is, like, I go through a day... And then I see what, like, my day was supposed to be like. And I'm like, that was wrong. And it's it's very vague. It's always written vague, so you could sort of be right. Mm -hmm. So, like... I always just use it as advice. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's like, a second opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, like, maybe consider this in your day. And I'm like, mm. maybe I will. <laughs> Is it, because I, I like to be very open-minded with just, like, anything. So, like, hearing, like, any other opinion other than my own is helpful, even if I completely disagree with it. Mm -hmm. Like, if uh, I wake up in the morning and uh, someone's like, hey, should drink this uh, bug spray. It's like... No. I'm not gonna do that. But, like, I'm happy I heard someone's opinion about <laughs> it. <laughs> cause, like, cause... While it would be nice if, like, everyone thought the way you think, it is nice to know that, like, not everyone's the same. I you, think that it's 
incredibly helpful that not everyone thinks the same way that you think. It, I mean, it's upsetting when it comes to, like, human life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, that, like, and in that sense, everyone really should think the same. But, like, it's good that they don't. I mean, it's not. It's horrible. It's the worst. But, at the same time, it adds more variety. There, there's a... It's yeah. not good for it would be like I think human rights probably shouldn't be um Yeah, it really shouldn't. On. It shouldn't. But like if you were to take anything from it, it adds another flavor to the pot. It makes you want to throw up and die. The flavor's bad. Yeah. Like it it's like like spiciest thing in the world and it tastes horrible. And it's just, like it it burns just like a hole through your body as it goes down like you put it in your mouth it just goes like you know in worms when you have the drill gun and you go into like the terrain yeah have you do you know what i'm talking about i think so (laughs) like the game worms no idea for those worm fans out there you you get what i mean (laughs) and it just like goes through like it what I just thought of was that episode of Spongebob where uh, Mermaid Man eats the ice cream that the bad guys give him, and he's like, it goes right through me every time, and he has like a hole in him. That's how I feel about people disagreeing about human rights. All right. <laughs> Did I need to speak that long? No. Did you? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> that's JDP, baby. Hell yeah. <sighs> so, what... It's okay. It's okay. There was, like, a slight crisis, but I didn't get there in time, so everything's fine. <laughs> um, what? Uh, oh, I wrote this down when we were uh, talking about meditation. Do you know ASMR? Yes. Do you use it? Do you watch it? I don't. It? I don't know. <laughs> no? What what do you think about? Um I mean, I think that people use it for all sorts of different things and if it helps you acquire whatever you want it to acquire, then great for you. I also think that it's funny when people make jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> it is very much like short men everyone makes fun of it even the short men even the people who use it they make fun of it and it's just like all right let's make fun of it because it's a it's very silly okay (laughs) what do you i think um the term using short men was an interesting series of words well because like if you it's one I of understand those... what you're saying. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I why get do you it. think it's interesting? Or you, it's not something you would have thought of? Y- using? No. That, that, that probably isn't the term that what? I would have, have used. What term would you have used? I probably would have used something like, you know, short men. I, 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 don't, I don't really know. Like, I just think that using... In that sentence, 
um, was a, was a bit odd because you don't typically, you know, use people, or you shouldn't at the very least. What? What do you mean I was using them? No, you said using short men. Cut this last bit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, it, it's just, like, a thing that people make I, fun of. Yes. And it's, like, accepted. Yes. Well, yes. I agree. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, whatever, you know. Like Same you, with ASMR. Yeah, it's just like, well, yeah, weird, I mean, but okay. Sure. <laughs> like, all right. Um, do you think that, uh, like, the way life works, do you think the way you dress, like, how much of your life is affected by how you dress? How much of my life is affected by the way I dress? Not just, like, everyone. Or how much of how you, sorry. How much of your life is affected by how you dress? Like... Or how much, like, the way you dress reflects how you live your life? I guess both. Okay, I think that... I think that you get to just... Well, this isn't always true, obviously. There are always exceptions to these things. But I think that, for the most part, you get to choose how you dress, and therefore people get to choose how to judge you based on that and there are very obvious like stereotypes in how you dress um and i think that you can show who you are very well through how you dress mm. um i think that that has a lot to do with you know subcultures and that type of thing um but if you want to express who you are one of the best ways to do that is through fashion. I agree. Um, I think fashion is extremely versatile and it's extremely um, expressive mm. and it's a great way to show who you are. I actually recently had this conversation with someone else about fashion um, but yeah I think that you can show who you are, like, you can show your true colors, however you want to say it, through fashion, or you can absolutely not, and you can mm. hide that through fashion, so it's an interesting medium mm. for any choice. Yes, because for me, I've, like, from elementary school, middle school, and, like, uh, a little bit in high school. I was, you know, just average kid. You know, shorts in winter. The same Under Armour sweatshirt for a while. Uh, but, like, in the past two years, three years, uh, starting with socks. I was just like, that is, like, an amazing way to show who you are as a person. It's like, I think, because, so like, I... Uh, for the people that can't see, uh, I always wear two different pairs of socks. Not, like, just pattern socks. Like, currently, I have bananas. And on the other one, I have polka dots. And I, 
I've always thought, like, that's such a neat way to gauge my personality. Because, like, not many people wear patterned socks like that. So, like, that's a quick in on how I like to live my life. And I just... With more time and being able to buy things, like, I have tie-dye shorts on right now. And I, I love it. Yeah, I think that being able to express who you are through fashion is a really great thing. I love tie-dyeing. Tie, it's very, like, it was overutilized for a while, but, like, now it's, like, underground. I love tie-dye. I love flannel. That should be a mm. surprise to no one. Um, <laughs> but why is that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I never gave a huge amount of thought to, like, what I wore. I mean, I, I always tried to dress nice, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, presentably, yeah. whatever. But, um, in recent years, I have given more thought to that. And I think that, you know, I've developed more of a style. But I wouldn't say that I'm, like, if you saw someone wearing an outfit that I would wear on the street, you wouldn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't yeah. have a very distinct brand. And I, I don't think a lot of people do. Because, like, I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, monkey see, monkey do. So, like, like the people you like to hang out with like to wear uh, khakis every day. Like, you're going to wear khakis every day. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot to do with subculture. It has a lot to do with... I learned that in one of my classes. Um, it has a lot to do with, you know, who you surround yourself with and who you want to be known as, who you want yes. to be known of, yes. uh, as, like, surrounding yourself with. I know when I went to college, you, I, I never wear sweatpants, like, out in public, mm. or I didn't ever wear sweatpants out in public, and my two best friends in college would always wear sweatpants, and I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna wear sweatpants and like I wear sweatpants in the same style that they would and I was like you know what this is great so I don't know it it shows off who you are and it shows off who you are in a group yes and like who because like there are definitely people who are like outliers in their friend group and but like for the most part fashion you can tell who those people surround themselves with. Mm -hmm. Like, from what I wear, almost every day, it's like, that kid hangs out with the theater kids. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he's self-aware enough to know that. <laughs> but that's just who he is. That's just like. who he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. I also think that it has a lot to do with, like, I mean, I am those of you who don't know, I major in theater production and design, so we do a lot of hands-on work, right? So there are kids always around in Carhartt pants, right? Because they're doing work in the shop, and like, that's because they need strong, durable pants, right? That, mm. And sure, that is a part of who they are. That, you know, they love to do carpentry. Yeah. And in order to do carpentry, you need durable pants. So, you know, it's just, it, it, there's a lot of factors that go into fashion and what you decide to display on your body so yes and like 
even when like people like don't care about their fashion that also is a tell to who they are you know Mm -hmm. like they like that's one thing that they don't value very highly and like you could like obviously you can't make a full assumption but like you could like sort of gauge like their take it's always interesting because on one hand don't judge a book don't judge a book by its cover and on the other hand we use fashion to tell yes. people who we are so on like i sometimes i want people to say oh that girl you know does this type of thing and i'm like yeah. yes and i want you to know that because of how i'm dressed so it just depends yeah it really does that's how i feel going out at night when i'm at college <laughs> <laughs> That person definitely does lighting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want them to think when I'm out. <laughs> ah. That person is a sound designer. <laughs> and I think uh, what I find very interesting about fashion is male and female. Is Because I think that is definitely part of why, um, like, people being, like, this is my gender, like, respect it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what, uh, traditional people who believe in the man and wife marry, they have two children, yeah, boy, just, like, girl. gender roles in general. Yeah, like, boys have pink, where boys have blue, <laughs> girls have pink, you know, like, it's very easy and that that goes along with making baseless assumptions on whole groups is it's life is easy when it's a structure yeah for sure so and obviously the way you're living hopefully is the best way for you and just humanly you assume the way you're living is the way to do it Mm -hmm. but the crazy thing about people everyone's different yeah so like i love listening to ben folds it makes me so happy to listen to almost every ben fold song except the ones that make me cry <laughs> like i just like it, it, it's it's joy listening to that mm-hmm. there's probably someone who would hate listening to ben folds especially as much as i do because, mm-hmm. like, I, when I listen to music, I'm always like, ah, I'll try not to listen to Ben Folds. And then, like, five shuffle in all 900, like, songs I have is just Ben Folds. And I'm like, well, I'm listening to Ben Folds again. <laughs> and what did that have to do with... Structure. Structure. Some people think that the way that they live yes. is the best way. Because, like, I love listening to hours and hours of Ben Folds every yes. day. Like, it's not, and I, it's not even, like, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., Ben Folds. Like, yeah. Like, my structure is just having it at disposal. hmm And I, me and my brother have all four vinyls of Ben Folds 5, and, like, if the, <laughs> if his solo albums didn't come out during the 2000s when vinyls went extinct for a bit and they weren't like $900 I would want all of his solo albums too Mm -hmm. I 
forget where I'm going. Yeah, you're just going off about Ben Foley. I know, it just makes me so happy. I mean, I'm glad. <laughs> Structure. Structure. But, like, everyone fashion. everyone needs their equivalent to that. And I think that's a, it's hard to find. Because I didn't have that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say... Like, I've never enjoyed really, like, anything as much as I enjoy Ben Folds. Like, to the extent that I do. Like, I know all his band albums, all his solo albums. I know, like, the weird things he's done, like, Over the Hedge. Mm-hmm. I know he's friends with Sarah Borellis. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah. <laughs> like, he produced one of her EPs. I know that he was going to do a song with William Shatner, Bill Clinton, and Weezer, and the reason they didn't do it was because Weezer couldn't make it. You, Everyone needs a Ben Folds in their life. Whatever that may be. Do you know what, do you have a, an equivalent? I'm just like, in, I'm, I'm sorry, I've just been in shock for the past like five minutes because of the extent to which you have been talking about Ben Folds. I didn't even mean to I talk hope this that Ben Folds hears this I, and like comes and signs your chest or something. I I I was thinking uh, or my brother was thinking of it and I was thinking of stealing it. Uh is the second band album is whatever and ever Amen and it has like a it has a cool font and is gonna be a tattoo of a sort. <laughs> but I was like, eh, maybe not. But I would love to meet Ben Folds. Like, I don't like using the term hero, but like, definite hero. Well, you know what they say, don't meet your heroes, so I, I hope... I know, but like, he seems like such a cool guy. I hope that he lives up to all your expectations if slash when you meet him. I hope it's when. I hope so, too. I mean, I think he lives in Australia, though. Does he? Yes. He, he, he loves, I know he did for a long time, and I know he loves Australia. I'd love to go to Australia. It seems like such a nice place, besides the fires. That was, like, That was this year. I know, how crazy is that? That's bonkers. That was, like, the number one place, that is the number one place I want to go, Australia. Really? Any specific part? I mean, Sydney, but, like, I don't know why. I've just, well, I'll, my favorite animal is the wombat. I love wombat. And, I mean, other than that, I have, like, no real reason, <laughs> but I've always just wanted to go. I've wanted to see the Sydney Opera House. Um, I have no real reasons besides that um, to want to go to Australia as badly as I do. I mean, there are lots of other places that I want to go as well, but, like, I really want to go to Australia. Like, do you, like, do you just know the wombat in Sydney and that's it? Or do you... Like, like, I mean, there are lots of really interesting things about... I mean, Australia is such an interesting place because so many of, like, the fauna and, and animals and such developed separately. Yes. Then much of the world um so i just think it would be interesting to like compare you know uh similarities and differences between australia and you know long island or wherever else i i'm i'd say a well-traveled person for my age 
Oh, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier. I've never left the time zone. Yeah. So the fact that you've been to two countries. I've been to many more than oh, that. Yeah, like. So yeah, I'd say I'm I'm a well-traveled person for my age. Certainly not the most well-traveled, but up there. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I think that I mean the large majority of the countries that I have been to have been European hmm. or you know Caribbean. So. Both of those have, both of those, I mean, those cultures are very different, don't get me wrong, and each individual country's cultures are different, Mm. Um, but you know, European countries are European, and Caribbean countries are Caribbean, so I'd like to see something else than that. I'd also, I'd really love to go to Vietnam, Um, and that is, from what I hear, completely different, so um, I just think it's a very interesting thing to compare and contrast the human condition across country lines across borders yeah i mean definitely even like on a smaller scale like state to state how things are different it's very just like wow like that like people in new jersey have to live with horrible stank their whole life (laughs) I said that to my friend from New Jersey, and she got really mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I, I had cousins who used to live there, and, like, like the last ten minutes to their house always smelled horrible. Because, like, it was just, like, three farms in a row, and it was just, like, ugh. It's, it's, I don't know. And they have a lot of swamps. Like, in New Jersey? Yeah. I, I don't really know the terrain of New Jersey all that well, if I'm going to be honest. Like, well, at least, like, going to, like, a Jets game, you go to East Rutherford, mm-hmm. like, a cut, like, not even five miles away, it's just, like, gross, damp swamp water huh. around. Interesting. But, yeah, definitely Australia seems like a very cool place all around. Mm-hmm. And not to, I mean, th- this is me being lazy and not wanting to learn a different language, but, like, it would be nice to like not have to learn a language and be in a new country because mm-hmm. like i i feel like i'm already stressed enough talking to someone asking them for food at a restaurant like the language barrier would make that a lot worse i mean you go anywhere in europe obviously not anywhere anywhere but most places in europe and they speak English. Yeah. Which is, you know, insane because there are a million different countries, uh, a million different countries and a million different languages in Europe. Um, and everyone there speaks more than one language. And I think yeah. it's an absolute shame that we don't. You know, it's an absolute shame that that's not normalized here, that they don't teach it better. Yeah. Um, that our, you know, education system is so flawed when it comes to speaking foreign languages that we just don't teach it well and it's not something that's like expected for us to know yeah it it, it's very i'd say ignorant of the u.s because like uh there there's a comedian i like tom segura and uh his i don't know where his dad's from but his mom mom's from peru i believe Mm -hmm. and she didn't speak english very well so 
she spoke Spanish. So he speak, speaks pretty much fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, it's, it's weird to watch him say it because he's just, like, an average white guy with a beard. But, like, he speaks perfect Spanish. And it's just, like, why isn't that a norm? Yeah, why isn't that the norm? I mean, so much of America speaks Spanish now, and it's ridiculous yeah. that not more of America speaks Spanish. Um, or any other language. I mean, my best friend in the whole world is trilingual. Try? Yeah. She speaks three? Russian, French, and English. That's crazy. And, like, that's so normal for her. And, you know, her whole family is European, and her whole, you know, and she's like, that's the norm. You know, speaking more than one language is the norm. Um, and I think it should be. It, I think it broadens your your cultural eyes and i think that it it makes you a more well-rounded person i I think that goes along with like what i was mentioning with like the just like being open to things Mm -hmm. like don't be closed-minded because like knowing two languages don't do it (laughs) don't do it for uh for the audience at home uh we are outside, and there is a grasshopper of a sort on the table by Molly. And, uh, it really looks like it wants to jump on me. It really does. <laughs> I don't want to have to kill it. <laughs> anyway. Language. Because, like, especially Spanish. Like, I feel like that would be so useful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Spanish is a very useful language. Even... Like, I'm not at all fluent, but I can get by, kind of, in sign language, right? In American Sign Language. Which, I don't understand why that isn't more widely taught, you know? Yeah, that... Because, like, that has many purposes. I also, like, it it has um, helped me out in, like, real situations, you know what I mean? So I, I think that it's important for people to learn and I think that like I mean in our school at the very least it's it's a it's not considered a language they don't they don't put it in that category really yeah it's a what is it called when you can like choose it an elective yeah it's an elective yeah it is like I had to take four years of Spanish before I could take sign language again because I had to get you know a certain amount of Spanish in yeah that's so weird Cause like there's a whole population like around the world that like can't hear and like they're the way they speak isn't common like if you went into like just a random like bagel store you wouldn't be able to sign like hey i want this but like in sign language like no one's gonna understand them mm-hmm. and i mean it's 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 English, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just another way of speaking it. And it's crazy that so many people just take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Molly the dog, making another guest appearance. Is your family home? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things she could be yelling at. And uh, I ain't got a gosh dang clue what she's yelling about. Molly, could you be quiet? Please? Not you. I understand. Dog! Molly! 
Uh, we will take this time to uh, cut to our sponsor, uh, Muzzles. Uh, <laughs> Just any muzzles. Stop your dog. She's just lighting up whoever. I think she might be alone. <laughs> I think my sister left. Cause she does this when she's alone. Oh, look, she's there just she is. lonely. Poor Hi, dog. Honey. She's gonna be ten. That's crazy. Cause she really does look like a puppy. Yeah. Like she stopped growing when we got her. Like she's been that size her whole life. Whoa. Uh, but do you pick like I've never seen a baby Vishla in person, but they are adorable. I don't. I'm really bad at dog breeds. And Vishla, although Vishla, like in this neighborhood specifically, there's like seven. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it yeah, it's like German Shepherds common. Vishla is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that wasn't a clever analogy. It was just kind of factual. <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it a big dog? Is it a small dog? Vishla? Or, yeah. Yeah, it's medium. All right. Big dogs. I got bit by a dog in third grade. Like, had mm. to go to the hospital bit by a dog. Oh, no. And so I'm always like, when I meet new dogs, if they're big, I always get a little nervous. But for the most part, I'm I'm good with dogs now. It took a while, but I got there. <laughs> Definitely understandable. I mean, yeah. But, like, Molly was trained by a family of, like, dog trainers, like, before we got her. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, we've never had to deal with, like, biting or anything. And that's very good for the way I like my dog. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'll just, like, get very close, grab her, and she's just like, this is life. <laughs> she won't go, I can't. Although, uh, we do have friends who have a dog that bite the Harkins, and I was bitten several times. Damn. Because Charlie thought it would be funny if he threw the dog. Not like, it's a big dog. Like, he just majorly shoved while I was getting up to go to the bathroom and it started circling me like a vulture Ooh. and chomping every once in a while while still going in the circle. That's rough. That's rough. And yeah. You okay? Not really, actually. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little traumatic. <laughs> there they were some bruises that shouldn't have been there. and But, you know, it's not like I'm having the dog put down. I'm I'm really sorry that that I, happened. It made me a better person. Did it? <laughs> I mean, I I know what not to do around a dog. Uh, don't push it. Apparently. Yeah, I think that that's probably a good idea. Even though it wasn't my fault. <laughs> hey man. Ugh. 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 What's uh what's what's uh Is there anything else on your list? <laughs> what do you wanna do? I don't know what that means. Oh, in life. What do you wanna do in life? In my in, in life? Like Molly Danielli 
75 years old, what, what's, what life accomplishments? I always tell people this and they always kind of laugh. I want to win a Tony. A Tony? I do. That's really like... What specific Tony? Sound design. Like, just sound design? Yeah. What if you win another Tony? That's fine. I'm fine with that. Just eight, but like you're shooting for... I'm, I'm studying sound design in school. I mean, I'm also studying lighting design, so I guess maybe that, but sound design, I mean, is really... I mean, yeah. And like... And people are always like, wow, that's like big goal and yeah it is and like if i don't get it listen not that many people win tonys in their life that's fine you know what i mean but it's a goal to work towards and i think that that's fine i believe it's a presidential running uh, kanye west and oh god (laughs) said shoot for the stars so if you fall you land on a cloud yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think that that's a goal of mine and i'm i mean like it makes sense like that's like the natural progression of what you want to do i think so so and and like you don't even like need to like i'm not saying you're like out of shape but like you don't need to maintain perfect health like through your whole life to still be able to get it yeah like you could be 80 and and win that yeah Yeah. for sure i think that i don't want to say it's an attainable goal because not that many people yeah win tony's right but i think it it makes sense for who i am to to want that you know what i mean like for for the path that i'm on um and i get that that's a big thing to want but so what yeah I mean, that's it's what you want, and that's what matters. Yeah. And if you, uh, I'm sure if you put your mind to it, <laughs> like, uh, it's very silly to say, but like, if the past year, moving forward, I was like, I'm gonna be in the MLB. Like, I, I believe I could have overcome. Uh, my my arm being short like I think I could have done it but awesome. that's not what I want to do mm-hmm. like I th- I think if you genuinely really want to do it and you have the resources and you put in the effort like you could re- really basically do anything I I I agree cause like I think it's a mind over matter sort of thing. Because, like... I mean, obviously, there are lots of... um, Yeah, and especially with, like, entertainment, like, it's not always up to you. Because, like, who's to say who's a good actor, you know? The people who are picking the actors. Yeah. So, like, what, like, hypothetically, uh, the people for Legally Blonde were like, Christian Borrell isn't good, and then he doesn't get that, and because he didn't get that, he doesn't get the rest of his career. That was so, like, out of my... He's an incredible actor. I know. (laughs) But, like, we, like, we think that, you know? And a lot, mostly everyone does. (laughs) A lot of people. (laughs) hypothetically, someone with the same skill set as him 
isn't getting what he's getting. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of luck involved. Yes. Um, and I know that people are always like, you can make your own luck, and I think that that's true to some extent. Yes. But I think that it's true that yes. there is just luck involved. Because, like, Sondheim happened to be friends with the son of Roger and Hammerstein. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't, he might not have... Like, he definitely wouldn't have been able to have the resources he had. Absolutely. So. Alright. It's getting extremely buggy. And I have to pee really bad. <laughs> Do you want to go in my bathroom? No. Are you sure? Yes, I'll make it. <laughs> Are you sure? Because yes. the way you're talking makes me think you're not going to make it. No, I'll make it. <laughs> it's like an 11 minute drive. It's like... I. Trust me. Trust me. All right. Trust me. Are you get, Are you sure? Yes. Because, <laughs> like, there's no pride involved. No, like, no, you can just okay. use my bathroom. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Are you sure? Yes. All right? Yes. All right? Yes. Yes? Yes. All right. <laughs> to everyone, I'm signing off. <laughs> that was Molly Danielli. This was the second episode of JDP. Uh, I don't have an outro. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.